You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. thrilled to introduce you to Christelle of Styling Brunette today. Christelle and I have been Insta friends for quite some time, and she is just so positive and kind. You're going to love her. She not only has a blog, but also her own brand with preppy sneaker designs, as well as stickers and gift tags. I am so excited, though, because we collaborated on two pairs of exclusive preppy podcast sneakers now available on thepreppypodcast.com. The one is an athletic style. It's light pink with our preppy podcast icons all over it. And the other is a slip on style with the podcast classic bamboo fretwork print on it. You're going to love them. You definitely want to shop this limited time launch now. Oh, and they pair perfectly with the new sweatsuits I just launched too for the ultimate cozy chic look. Shop them at thepreppypodcast.com now. All right. So why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? Hello, everyone. It is so wonderful to be here. My name is Christelle Gonzaga, and I am the face and brains behind Style and Brunette, the lifestyle blog and Instagram page. I'm coming uh, live. <laughs> I'm coming <laughs> recorded from, from San Antonio, Texas, which is where I live. I grew up here, and our roots are planted. We will not be moving anytime soon. And um, I run, like I said, a lifestyle blog and Instagram that really focuses on um, being a hostess and hoping, uh, helping ladies to use what they have at home, whether they're vintage pieces or vintage uh, finds from the thrift store, from their grandmother's closet, and find, like showing different ways they can use them, whether it's for the purpose they were intended for or repurposing them. And, um, and then I also do some tablescapes. And on top of all that, I design sneakers and it is probably my favorite part of my life. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So now growing up, were you always entrepreneurial? Were you always into style? Like, were you someone that was helping mom set the table and making crafts? Or did this come later in life? Like, tell me a little bit about growing up. So I'm the oldest of four. There are three girls and one boy. I would say my mom is very creative. She's probably the reason why and how I learned to use my mind to create things, like have an idea and bring it to life. And my father is very business oriented. So I think it was like the combination of both of those things kind of like propelled me to where I am right now. Um, I absolutely had to set the table. I had to wash the dishes. <laughs> I had to dry the dishes. Um, but I come from a, a family where my grandfather has started um, basically his his empire of healthcare and clinics and urgent cares. And so I don't do well with blood. I don't do well with costs. So I was never going to go into the family business. But I mean, it's it's like in our genes and our blood to to know that you have an idea and, and go for it. And so um, I 
I, I never really thought about being an entrepreneur as a child. Had I known about it earlier I, as, a, as a kid and was maybe propelled more into like a STEM um, school atmosphere, I think I absolutely would have loved it. But, you know, I was on dance team and I went to summer camps and, you know, I was just trying to get through being <laughs> middle schooler, <laughs> a high schooler. <laughs> um, but I think once I learned that, Truly, if I just wanted to make something come to life, all I had to do was either make it myself or find people who would make it for me. I think that's what kind of just like lit the fire within me to like, let's make something. And that's kind of where the sneakers were born. I um, I, I live in Texas. I traveled around top twice a year to shop for mm-hmm. um, for silver, for China, dinner navians, all of it. And I um, remember thinking, what pair of shoes am I going to wear? And it's because it gets, it's hot, but it's also, there's a lot of dirt. And so you don't want to wear, you want to wear something that's comfortable because you're standing on your feet all day, but you also want to wear something that's cute. And so I started looking for sneakers because I didn't want to wear flip-flops. You kind of want to wear closed-toed shoes just because with like edges and tetanus, (laughs) that's the healthcare, like I'm (laughs) going to protect my toes. So I started looking for cute sneakers and Keds came up. Now I grew up wearing Oshkosh, Bagosh and Keds and that's fun, but that wasn't the look I was going for. I really wanted something that kind of embodied my grand millennial um, ness. <laughs> I wanted to show. I wanted it to be cute and preppy and girly, all at the same time being a sneaker. And I couldn't find anything. And I remember going to Hobby Lobby, and Hobby Lobby sells white sneakers, and you can you can decorate them yourself. Well, at that point in being an entrepreneur, I had a couple of um, you know ventures on Etsy that worked out. And then I just decided I don't want to be the person putting everything together. I don't want it to be like a hand maker's lifestyle because that's time and time is the biggest commodity and you never get back time. And so I wanted something that I could just kind of design one and then, you know, go forth and, and give it to a company to, um, to design and create from there. So I decided to start Googling how to make, how to design your own sneakers. And I found this company and they are located in Ohio. I love them. The sneakers are made in China, but they are head, the company that owns the factories in China are headquartered in Ohio. So um, the standards of the operation in the factory and the workers is so much higher than you would typically find. And, um, and they're very green. They're all, and that's one thing that I love about my company. I don't, like create to create, you know, and I don't just buy all these products and they're sitting in my, in a warehouse or in my house. Mm -hmm. When somebody orders a pair, that is when my factory starts making it. And so we're really reducing waste and the box they come in is 100% recycle. Same thing with the tissue paper inside and the little, um, there's like a little, um, yeah, a little card fold out thing like helps the shoe stay in its shape. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And so once I decided that I could once I learned that I could make it and I, I'll never forget the first time I got my first sample of sneakers back. I still have them today. I still wear them today. And that was years ago. And I was just so excited. I think I like I don't think I cried, but I totally could have. <laughs> how proud I was. I'm like, oh my God, this is even better than I imagined. Um, and then I have, I have a graphic designer who designs most of the items that I put on sneakers 
And so I own the graphics. And so I thought, you know what, let me do something more with these. And then I started making stickers and gift tags. And I 100% was one of those kids that mom took me to the store. If there were stickers, like I was campaigning for mom to bring me some <laughs> stickers. Like I, the scratch and sniff, the fuzzy, the 3D, the holographic, like all yeah. the stickers. And I don't even know what I did with them. I think I didn't want to use them because they were like too precious. So I think we had I sticker books back then, yes. right? Exactly. <laughs> and so like my nine-year-old self would be so proud of me for knowing that I designed my own stickers and I can do whatever I want with them. Um, and I love them. You know, I make them in a variety of shapes and people always ask me, they're cute, but what do I do with them? Yes. I say, well, I mean, what do you want to do with them? They can go on any of those sticker. <laughs> so um, I tell people they can put them on their laptop. They can, I have them on my iPad case. I have like 35 stickers on my lap. It's like Lisa <laughs> Frank, the grand millennial is what my iPad case looks like. Um, but I also tell people you could just mail it to a friend. Uh, I think like a handwritten card is so nice to receive, especially if it's a surprise from somebody like one of my dear friends and just mm-hmm. throwing like a little sticker in there, you know, to say I'm thinking about you or I saw this and I, you know, it reminded me of you. And I think that's so fun. So I always tell people that they can just surprise a friend with them. Yeah. I love your pieces. <laughs> I have your gift tags, your stickers, so your fun. sneakers, all of that. No, all um, so now when – what did you study then? Like did you study anything when it came time for school and college to – that has anything to do with what you do now or was it completely different? No, I, I am so fortunate that my time at college was not wasted. Um, so I went to Texas state for undergrad and grad school. Um, for undergrad, I studied international business and my master's is in marketing. So I absolutely use both of those every day. I'm always using marketing, whether it's creating a strategic plan for my Instagram or for my website or launching products or where is the product going to go? What are my consumers thinking? What are my consumer behaviors? Um, And then international business really taught me that if you are going to sell something in different and not, it doesn't even have to be in different countries, in different cities or different states, you need to sometimes adjust that language or adjust that wording to match the society that it is going to be showed on or it's going to be Mm. expressed to. And so that really kind of excited me. And I tried for the life of me to get my parents to send me to school in England for undergrad because one, (laughs) I wanted to marry a British man. So you go to the (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) And two, um, I I had went to – so as a sophomore at my high school – the English department put on a two week summer trip and they only took 40 students and I was like the 40th student to sign up. So it was a sign from above that I needed to be on this trip, but they took us to Switzerland and England and I loved it. I was like four, 15 at that time. And I just knew Europe was for me. And so mm-hmm. I, I was like, I'm just gonna like, just go to Europe for school. Like that makes 100% sense until my parents and I saw like how much it was going to cost. <laughs> yeah. You think out of school state fees are intense? Try like out of country. Yeah. Um, so I got to Texas state and the first thing I wanted to do was learn how to study abroad. And so I can successfully say that I studied abroad five times in between undergrad and grad school. And wow, I know. And when I say study abroad, I mean, it was just me. There wasn't, I didn't go with a class. I didn't, there wasn't a group of us. Like it was just me being immersed in these cultures by myself. And 
it taught me so much about me and how to rely on me. And if you want to make friends, you have to say hi. You know, it's yeah. it, you can't just sit in the corner and expect people to want to come sit next to you. So um, I just got to make so many international friends and I had to learn a lot of things. I mean, one life lesson is you never go to Cambodia without your own toilet paper. Like that's <laughs> number one. <laughs> you never. If anybody asks me, like take your own, please. Um, so it was, it was so fun. And I, this was back in 2000. So I, I graduated undergrad 2011 and then okay. I graduated grad school in 2013. So okay. this was a bit ago, but, um, you know, Zoom wasn't really popular. I remember I had Skype. And so that's how I would talk to my family. Everyone says, mm-hmm. like, did you miss them? And I'm like, of course I missed them. But was I having an amazing time in Europe? Yeah. 100%. So it was awesome. And I, if girls are out there listening to this and they're in college, I 100% recommend it. It was so fun. I blame the Mary-Kate and Ashley movies 100% yeah. on me wanting to go abroad. I, was, I love that. So I mean, were you? Parents, oh. I mean... I loved it. So now, have you always been outgoing? I mean, I feel like you are outgoing. And like you said, you're one to reach out and make friends. Um, Is that something that you did learn because of that experience? Or did you already have that and it kind of just reminded you then? No. Uh, So I, growing up as a child, um, in second grade, so I went to private school until mm -hmm. eighth grade. In second grade, I was painfully shy in third grade. Mm -hmm. I think that's when I became... Because before then, you're just friends with everybody in your class. And I was yeah. fortunate that the classes were small. I mean, it was a small private school. So there was only one class per grade. And there was only like 30 of us. Well, okay. I changed private schools at second grade. And I got really bad separation anxiety from my mom. Um, and I had to go see a therapist. And my school, luckily, was so nice. They let me keep a, a Polaroid because that's how old I am. A Polaroid of my mom <laughs> on my desk because I love my mom so much um, that I needed to like see her. Cause I was always afraid that like, I don't know. I just, I wasn't comfortable with the change as in yeah. second grade. And so in second grade, I don't think I had very many friends. And then in third grade, I remember thinking, I don't like not having friends. I want, I was reading the American girl, how to books. And they were saying I needed to like find my community. <laughs> and so I just, like I just literally told myself, if you want to make friends, you don't have to be outgoing or the most outgoing person in the room, but you at least have to smile and say hi. Because yeah. if you have, I mean, if you have resting bitch face, no one's going to come talk to you <laughs> because everybody mostly in the room is already feeling like their own insecurities and shy. Yeah. So in third grade, I just told myself, like, I'm just going to smile and say hi. And then I made friends. And ever since then, that's kind of been like my little Your motto. talking to like you just all you have to do is smile and say hi. I'm not I'm not telling you you have to go be best friends with everybody and, you know, hug everyone and get a selfie with everyone. Like all you have to do is <laughs> smile and say hi. And then that that one kind soul will like say, hi, how are you? And, you know, <laughs> get the conversation going. But uh, and so, so because of that, I now if I see, you know, a girl who like at, at a convention or at a meeting or at the, I'm in the junior league. So if I see a girl who's new or sitting by herself in the junior league and everybody else has, you know, favored their friends, I'm going to go up to that girl who has maybe no one around her and say, would you like to join me? Like, hello, my name is Christelle. I'm in the junior league. Like, how are you? What position are you in? Do you want to come sit with me? Because I always believe 
that you need to be the type of friend that you want. Like if you yeah. want you, it's just, I guess like that, that motto, you know, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And that's the yeah. Catholic upbringing in me. My grandma would be proud, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I would just want someone to do that to me. And so I'm going to do that. And so I'm going, I'm getting ready to go to a um, convention, the Southern sea fall summit. And I don't know if I will know anybody in the room except for my boss who we're going together. Yeah. So I'm hoping that someone will come up to me and say hi so we can make friends. But if not, I'm definitely going to go up to some strangers and say, hello, my name is Christelle. Would you like to be friends? Yeah, (laughs) I love that. No, you are always so sweet on social media. Um, Obviously, we never met in real life yet, but we have over Zoom and stuff. And you just radiate like positivity and kindness. So I love that about you. And I also love that you love your mom so much because she's in your videos too. And I love that you had her picture. I'm super close with my my mom and my parents, and um, I bought the house next door to them. So oh I God. know That's I know all about that. Yes. I think <laughs> so, I don't think my mom would want me to live close to her because I'd probably be over there way too much for her <laughs> for her comfort level. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, what did you end up doing right after school? Then, like um, after college, okay. what was your first career in grad school? I thought that my life goal. Or, or my career goal was going to be to own a Chick-fil-A because I love everything about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I love their menu. I love how they treat everybody with kindness and the customer service is superb yeah. So and family owned. And so we were friends with an operator. That's what they call them. Um, friends with an operator in San Antonio. And so as soon as I got back from Cambodia, I spoke to Dan, that's his name, um, and asked him like, what are the steps? What do I have to do? And he said, before you can apply, you have to work at Chick-fil-A for at least a year. Oh, wow. I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> so, and I said, well, I live in San, he goes, do you want, would you like a job here at the San Antonio? And I said, normally I would, but I'm in San Marcos still. Cause I was still in grad school. Okay. And so, um, I was probably, so grad school for me, for my, um, Masters was two years. So I was probably like a year into it. But he called his operator up there and said, hey, a friend of the family like wants to work at Chick-fil-A. Will you, will you give her a job? And so um, I interviewed and I got a job as a team member. And there was definitely some resent or some resistance when I told my parents, like, I'm working at Chick-fil-A now. And they were like, wait, we like sent you to college so you didn't have to work. At yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's part of my plan. It's fine. It's all <laughs> part of the plan. I always have a plan. Um, and so I worked there for three months and then they promoted me to their marketing director. And so being the, and that just meant like I was in charge of all the marketing, all the communications, all the events for that particular Chick-fil-A since they're all individually owned. And uh-huh. that Chick-fil-A was the only one in San Marcos and New Braunfels and the next one was Kyle, which is like 30 minutes away. So we had a lot of traffic and it was the best year of my life. I mean, I ate it every day because you got a meal for free when you worked and I'm still <laughs> not part of it. I could still eat it every day. Um, but so I'm a, I'm a problem solver. And so if you show me the tools and tell me like what we're trying to do and what our issues are, like I'm going to think I'm going to force myself to think differently about it. So Mm -hmm. for them, they had a big problem with um, getting traffic from three to five 
and in the in the evening and mm-hmm. then uh, nine to eleven. So basically, they had mm-hmm. a lot of traffic before breakfast, a lot of traffic at lunch, yeah. and a lot of traffic at dinner. But in that downtime, they really needed a way to get people in the door. And I said, yeah. okay, well, how are y'all doing that so far? And they're like, well, we're not. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what? What's my budget? And um, and they gave, you know, they said, just spend what you think, and then if it gets too much, we'll tell you. So yeah. I decided that we were going to host events at the store, oh. and this was back in like 2013. Uh, but they were ticketed events, so basically, I figured the people who would spend the most were going to be parents. Because mm-hmm. a, a mom or a dad is coming in with one or two children and obviously like they're going to stay a long time and spend because all three of those people need to eat. And so I hosted events. So I did a mommy and me pirate night. And oh, cute. yeah, and I decorated like this whole one. I would designate one section of the store to it. And I was like hanging things from the ceiling. There was like a <laughs> fake pirate ship on the wall, but I had someone like draw on like butcher paper for me. It was intense. Each, <laughs> each event, they got more elaborate and exciting. So um, we also did daddy, uh, daddy daughter date night. And we had like a carriage come and like give people rides around. Oh my like, gosh. I know the store, I mean the uh, parking lot. And then we had like a dance and it was so cute. We had one dad and daughter come in and they dressed up like Cinderella and the Prince. And oh. I kid you not, I was like, do you have a brother? Like, God, <laughs> can I marry someone like you? Um, <laughs> it was amazing. And they got goodie bags and I didn't, and Ch- Chick-fil-A is like, we don't want to charge them a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like basically we want to charge yeah. you the cost of a meal and then maybe like plus $5, even though we were spending yeah. like loads of money, but that wasn't what Chick-fil-A wanted. So mm-hmm. it, it literally cost, I think $25 for you and your child to come and your child got a goodie bag and you got both of your meals and then dessert was more interactive. So um, we got different toppings for you and cherries. And so you and your child got to like decorate their ice cream together and like oh, Oreo it. So it was so fun and it created so much family connection. Um, and so it was a really great time. I had like full autonomy and it was amazing. And I'm sure you learned a lot too, because Chick-fil-A is, you know, this great, huge company. And um, so you can learn, first of all, a ton about customer service um, for what you do now then. So now tell me, when did you decide to start like your Instagram and your blog and like that direction with some things? So at two, in 2013, Instagram was out. I mm-hmm. was actually uh, my original OG handle. So my name is Christelle and my handle was Tell Chris. So basically it was just like the two, um, my name just like the other way around. And I thought it was so clever and nobody liked it. Like my mom (laughs) thought it was so silly. My sister was like, I mean, it's cool. Nobody (laughs) liked it. And I was like so proud of myself. So that was my name for probably two, three years. Um, And this was like while we were all using like the Cephia filter. Like there wasn't a lot going on on Instagram. (laughs) Like nobody knew like what we were supposed to be posting about. (laughs) So um, that tell Chris was a thing. And then I think like in 2000 and. 16 or 2017, I changed it to Style and Brunette. But that was because at that point, I had already made the conscious decision that I was going to create a lifestyle brand and around myself and create a blog. But this was before any of that had come to life. So I, with my marketing background, I sat there like just weeks and weeks. And I was like, I need a name that can grow with me. I mm-hmm. didn't want to have to do a rebrand. 
Um, so I needed something that was basically going to be able to define me at any moment in my life. Yeah. And so it was, it was hard. It was really tough. And anybody who's out there trying to pick a name and like define their brand, like you have to literally, some people have to make like notes and and checklists and like Mm -hmm. pros and cons and like, it's a lot of brain searching. And so I finally came up with style and brunette. And I wanted to have styling, like the G, but that's all, that was already taken in 2016. Kudos to her. I think she's like super popular. <laughs> Mine was just like styling. <laughs> um, and I changed it. And like I said, this was before I even started posting pretty photos. I just made the change and I decided I was following bloggers at the time, but this wasn't on Instagram. This was like, I saved their blog homepage as a tab on my same. I remember those days. Yes, uh, exactly. Because and every day, I, every morning, I'd start and look at my favorite blogs whose yeah. like tabs were saved on my computer. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, I still follow. Um, t- okay, so there was like these four big ones and five big ones, and I still follow two of the girls that pop up. And just recently, I found a third one, and I was like, oh my god wait, are you this, did you used to have a blog like a while ago? Um, and I, and I sent her a DM. She was like, yeah, I used to. And she was like, I still do, but I don't post as much. And I said, I'm not even kidding. I have been following you since 2016. I feel like I need like a sticker badge or something. Like, yes. <laughs> I, I have been a fan. Let me tell you. Um, and then two of the other girls, you know, no longer blog about what they used to. Um, okay. But still, it was really fun. And it was because of one of those. Her name was La Petite Fashionista. Yeah. She transitioned to La Petite Farmhouse, I believe, when she and her now husband decided to, like, redo a a farmhouse. Um, But anyways, she would put out these magazines. Oh, and they're they're still live because I literally just looked one up this week. (laughs) (laughs) So she would put out these magazines. And now, as a blogger, I'm like, oh, my God, that is so much work. Yeah. She was showing, like, game day looks and tailgate recipes and how to transform your room to look modern century cool. And it was amazing content. Wait, this is – isn't her name Lauren? Yes. Yes, I know who I I know exactly who she is too. That's when, so funny. When they were doing tailgating stuff, she had this one bow belt and it was so cute. And it was back in the day. I don't know if you remember this one J Crew necklace was so popular. It was like the big bobble turquoise yes. one. Yeah. Do you remember? Okay. Yes. I, I, heard, yep, I, I had. I know exactly what you're talking now. about. <laughs> oh yeah. It was. It was like the it necklace. Yeah. So she posted about this boutique called Ella and K. And they're no longer um, in in existence. I looked them up. <laughs> but I went down like a road and I was like, what are all these people I used to follow are still a thing? Um, <laughs> they were a $50 and under boutique. And she used to post about them a lot. And I was still in, I was in grad school. And so I was like, $50 for a top? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I'm like, only $50? Okay. Yeah. But um, I I remember I wanted to support these girls and they weren't like a brand where I knew who they were. I still don't know what their faces look like, but it was because this blogger that I like talked about them, like I wanted to support them. So I bought a top, which was so good. I loved that top. It's like a high low top. And then I bought a coffee mug from them. But this was my very first small business purchase from female owned mm-hmm. business. And they wrote me a thank you letter and it was wrapped in beautiful tissue paper. And it was that moment that like, I mean, changed my life. And so 
I just kept thinking, oh my God, they they wrote me a letter, like a thank you card. Oh my gosh. And look at this tissue paper. It wasn't just like thrown in a bag. Like it was folded nicely and the tissue paper laid on top so perfectly and it had their sticker. And I just thought, I just felt so special opening that package to myself. And I, I will never forget how that made me feel. And I, like I said, just recently in the last three months was able to share that exact story with the girls who owned it I found them on Facebook. Again, like they're not selling anything, but I shared with them and I said, I just want to let you know, y'all changed like my perception of a small uh, shopping with a small business. And I said, uh-huh. now fast forward, I have my own small business. And every time I think about that moment, that I had when I opened your package and how I want that moment to happen with my customers. And it was just, they were so appreciative that I told them and she was like, yeah, we're moms now, you know, life's just different. And I completely understand, but um, I wanted to share that with them because, you know, when you are fulfilling orders by yourself at night and, you know, you're finished with your real job and now comes time to work on your fun job and it's like, you're tired. And my fiance is like, are we going to hang out? And I'm like, sorry, you know, I need like a couple more hours. Yeah. And you know, it's just tough or your hand is cramping from writing all the thank you cards. Like Mm -hmm. that affirmation that it's like making a difference or just making someone feel special for them spending like their hard earned money with you is, I think is always something that will never be taken for granted. So I hope that all the women who purchase my items know how much I appreciate them. Oh, that is so sweet. And I I totally remember that time, like when all those bloggers were popular Mm -hmm. and like everyone was starting to shop small on the internet. Like you could find these great entrepreneurs and small businesses across the country that you would have, you know, otherwise never known of, you know, Uh Uh was such a fun time. Um, Okay. So, you know, you have your Instagram, your blog, um, your, your brand now. So what were some of your like, strategies for growing your following in your community? Like what's been some of your tools for marketing um, that other people could learn from? I absolutely um, think having a plan is essential. So with me, I needed to change the name first because Mm -hmm. I wanted, if if I'm going to put all this hard work into people recognizing my brand, like it needs to be consistent. I remember like when I, I had changed the name and I've, I had always thought I'm going to keep it style and it just in case I want to start a blog, but I wasn't quite sure I knew what I was going to blog about or if I was smart enough to write, you know, about things or what was I going to tell people? And so I, was, I, another time it was like, I'm just talking to myself in my head and I'm like, if you're going to do this, you have to commit. And I said, well, I'm already taking pictures of my food now. So it's just like, I'm taking more pictures. And I, um, I decided that I'm doing this big. So I bought a camera. It was, um, what was, it was, it was a Canon. I've been a Canon girl forever. It was a Canon. Um, oh gosh, I don't even know. I could look it up if I needed to. It's not the fancy one that I have now. It was, it was before it was like a point and shoot Canon, but I bought the Canon and I Googled and one of my favorite bluggers, Caitlin, um, Southern Pearls and Curls or Southern Curls and Pearls. Yeah. Those. Yes. And I, she was one of the OG ones that I followed and I still love her. She always talked about using the 50 millimeter. She calls it the nifty 50. So naturally, if it was good enough for Caitlin, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Bought the 50 and um, I decided I'm going, I need a website. I need to, I need this to all go together because yes, I could continue to sell on Instagram, but I have always been told you don't own your Instagram 
if yeah. anything should happen, you need that website. So um, I decided that I was going to get a website going. And I didn't know, of course, where to start. I didn't know how to make my own website. I've yeah. always admired Elizabeth Wilson. She, I mean, I remember following her when she was sewing everything. Yeah. Um, and now she's a dear friend. And so I asked her who did her website because she was top 10 goals. I mean, she was like 10 out of 10 goals. Yeah. And she told me and I contacted that lady and she shared the price. And I was like, okay, like we're doing this. Yes. And um, she's amazing. I have referred several people to her. Her name is Kelly. Um I've referred several people to her to get their website done because she's, I mean, she's just amazing. And she actually created my logo for me. And I'll never forget when she sent me, I was actually at a wedding for a college friend. She sent me an email with some um, logo options. And yeah. it was so fun to see Stylin Brunette in a logo. And I was like, oh, this is magical. And I saw like the, the color scheme that she put together for me. And, you know, I, and that was another tough decision. Like you have to, pick what's going to be the look of your brand and like commit to it. Like this is the same logo I've had this whole time. It's never going to change. I love it. And it, it was because of her creation. And when I first saw it in that sneaker, I sent her a, an email and I was like, Kelly, thank you so much for helping me bring this to life. Like yeah. I'm, I always want to show my gratitude. Like you like made this logo and it like it embodied everything I was looking for. So having that strategic plan, if you're going to take the time to take photos and to dress up and sweat in like the humidity <laughs> to look like a fall look, if you're going to commit that, then you need to be ready to commit that across the board. Um, and that's, you know, if, if you're going to have a website, if you're going to do a TikTok, invest in good quality items, if you can afford yeah. it. Um, people always say, well, I just use my iPhone okay, that's good for you, but I'm not uploading iPhone pictures to my blog. Like I need high resolution quality of yeah. it. And I think that's one of the things that these companies that and brands that choose to work with me, you know, when they're asking, you know, will you do this X, Y, and Z in the deliverables? One of the things that they, comes down to is pictures. They mm -hmm. want me to take photos, whether I'm going to share them, they're going to share them. Like they need high quality photos. And so I feel like, I, I mean, that's no brainer. I can deliver high quality photos in an instant yep. because of, I have the equipment. I taught myself how to use the equipment on YouTube because as much as I love hiring a professional photographer, I need these photos like now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear that. No offense, but like <laughs> I need them now. So I have taught my mom how to use the equipment and now, now she's practically the photographer. I mean, I will show pictures of Edith. Sometimes she will like get on the floor, like on her belly just to get my foot shot. Like she's Oh my gosh. Mom, are you listening? Sneakers. You need to, you need to do this too. <laughs> <laughs> mom knows like my mom, she's so dedicated. And like I said, I pay her in sneakers. So she feels like good about it. So anytime like we're both like sweating after we've done something, I'm like, okay, mom, what sneakers do you want now? <laughs> But Edith is such a trooper. And then when my younger sister, the youngest sibling, she's at Ole Miss right now. But when she's um, home for the holidays or the summer, she is then the photographer. Lexi. I love that. Yeah. It's yeah. a family affair. Exactly. Well, and I like <laughs> that I'm teaching them how to do it. So if they ever wanted to do it, they could. I told Lexi. Yeah, it's a skill for them too. Exactly. You know? I'm like, put yeah. me on your resume you, that you helped a blogger. Like, I'm happy yeah. to sign off on some community service, whatever <laughs> you need. Like, she's out there sweating. And of course, <laughs> that's one of the things. And this is why Corey will never be my photographer. One, oh. Corey is painfully shy. And two, he like, he won't commit for the photo. Lexi is like sweating out there. And I'm like, 
Like, so you need to be eye level with my, with my arm stack on my clutch. Like, come on, get, don't take it from above. Take it directly in front. <laughs> oh, I hear you. And yeah. Uh-huh. Will used to take some of my pictures and he would take them like down looking oh up and I'm God. like, I have five chins this oh way. Like, no, no, no. Definitely. I have looked like Shrek's twin sister a few times. <laughs> so now how have you found the influencer world? I feel like you know, sometimes it gets a bad rap that it's really catty and sometimes it truly is. Like mm-hmm. how have you, have you found friends in it? Like have you had to deal with like situations or what's your general consensus of, you know, the influencer world? I feel like it's a little bit more catty in strict fashion bloggers, yeah. fashion influencers, because I feel like they feel so competitive against each other. And it can be completely different. This is just my observation. I'm not a sole fashion blogger. You know, I will not be at any runway or fashion week. No, I mean, I I love watching it, but I can't do that. I can barely walk with a cane right now. I'm not there anymore. So in my little niche of the internet, I have only encouraged, I mean, I have only experienced kindness and it's been wonderful. People ask me, like, why did you start a blog and an Instagram? And I say, because I wanted to make more friends who liked what I liked in this world. Basically, I wanted to smile and say hi, but digitally. And so LB Originals, Lori, has always been one of, she was one of the main reasons why I thought, you know what, I can get on here just because of China. Like there are other women, look at Lori, there are other women who love China like me. I want to become friends with them. And Lori at the time was like this, like, you know, on this pedestal, like, oh, I can't talk to her or I can't send her a DM. And now Lori and I just did a giveaway together. Like she's so- She's the sweetest. Her and Meredith are both the best. Totally. I've met them a lot of times at market and just went to one of their parties at market and they truly are the sweetest humans ever. I hope Um, to be, I hope to be more like them. Like just, you know what I mean? Like encourage friendship and exude kindness in person and digitally. So they are definitely amazing. Um, in, in terms of making friends. Absolutely. I went to an event last night for my, my day job. And one of the girls was like, are you styling brunette? I was like, yes, I am. And she's like, I follow you. And I always, always thank you so much for following me. Like you have choices. I'm yeah. not like your car insurance where you just need one, but like, <laughs> I really appreciate that you follow me and, you know, take the time to like learn about your day. And the poor thing, she was like, I'm so sorry. I've been off the gram. I didn't know about your leg. And I said, don't worry. I do not expect you to know about my life. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> Oh, that's um, so adorable. If anybody ever sees me in the wild or in person, like, please say hi. I, I don't know if I will encourage like a selfie if I'm looking rough, but you know, I would love <laughs> to meet you in person anytime, anywhere. Um, but yes, I've made some amazing friends. Honestly, I definitely have my community. I say like, there's like 20 of us that I could text or DM any of them like a question like, hey, you know, does this company pay? You know what I mean? Like they yeah. come back with me with a brand deal. Like, do they pay fairly or is it like, you know, uh, product only or people that I can have those real conversations with, you know what I mean? Um, and one of my closest Instagram friends has now become one of my real life best friends, even though we've never met in person and she's now a bridesmaid in my wedding. Oh my gosh. Who's this? Mary Catherine. Here's your shout out. Oh, Um, Mary Catherine. Mary Catherine is one of my bridesmaids. So so I love Mary Catherine. I do too. And you know, um, anybody who's scared to get out there, just, you know, there's, I hear horror stories of 
trolls and people being mean, but just delete the comment. Like, yeah. don't think about it. Just delete the message. I've had men asking me for foot pics. <laughs> hurt my leg. You just delete it. It's not a big deal. Honestly, I do it so fast that I'm, I don't even think I read the message any, the messages anymore. I'm like, if you, yeah. if you start, <laughs> start it off with, Hey, beautiful. Like you're getting deleted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Note to self. I will not message you and say no. So yeah, so it's a, it's a nice world. I think as long, again, put out what you want to receive. If you want to receive kindness and if you want people to just like talk to you about, say your puppy or something, then like be genuine about your puppy and like show it out there. Um, It's that the internet can be a very scary and dark place. It can, it can cause a lot of anxiety to girls out there, but I just recommend them. Instagram is like this giant highway and you just got to pick a lane. And if one lane is making you feel insecure about your body or making you feel like you're not good enough, it's Instagram. It's not you. It is the put on your blinker and switch lanes. uh Exactly. It's the people (laughs) that you're following. So follow the people that make you feel good about yourself and make you feel good about what you're doing, what you're posting, what you're, you know, what you're going through in life. And I think that's what's one thing about Instagram, you know, for whatever season in life you're in, there are people exactly in it. And I'm so thankful that there's a platform where I could find those people quicker um, and just feel celebrated and supported regardless of having a face-to-face friendship. So um, that, that's no. what I encourage. I agree. And I love what you said before, like you got on so that you could mm-hmm. make friends with these people that, you know, have the same interest as you. Cause that's kind of like me too. I feel like I love my friends from, you know, high school and college mm-hmm. and just life, but a lot of them aren't like me, honestly. Exactly. Like a lot of them don't love bright colors. They don't mm-hmm. love, you know, chinoiserie and, um, which is totally fine. And right, the people right. on the internet, like you and, you know, all these girls, they kind of have the same interests, which is really right. nice. Like I, when I, find like something amazing at Goodwill. Like I want to like, I want to tell people who are going to get excited with me. Like I tell Corey, he's like, cool. It's a plate. I'm like, wait, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> so it is so nice to, to absolutely find those women who love that stuff because it doesn't take away anything from my friends that I have here, but it is yeah, so nice to find another group of friends that really are interested in that and love it and, yep. you know, inspire you because they're doing it or I inspire them. So yes. Yep. So now I have some like short answer, like first okay. thing that comes to your mind sort of thing. Got it. So who would be your dream customer to wear your sneakers or get your gift tags? Like it could be a celebrity, a big influencer, Martha Stewart. a royal. Who was it? Nope. Martha, Martha Stewart and Kate Middleton, 100%. If I have to pick one like on for different yeah. content. <laughs> I love that. Both of them. Iconic. Both I love it. <laughs> Now, what does preppy mean to you? Like, how would you describe preppy? I feel like preppy started um, with a bad rap. And so I'm here to help change that bad rap. (laughs) But I would say that preppy is just being put together. Like, it's like coordinating your pieces. You don't have to be matchy-matchy. But I feel like there is a way to be modern. I feel like there's a way to be chic. I feel like there's a way to dress it up and dress it down. But kind of just like, you know putting it together and wearing it confidently, I think is kind of what preppy is to me and not being afraid of those colors and those patterns. 
That's a perfect answer. Now, this one is a hard one, but what's your favorite piece on your site right now? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many good ones. Um, Okay, definitely be a sneaker. Uh, You know what? Right now, I am madly in love with my blush gingham sneaker, the athletic one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I need that one next. It would match my office perfectly. (laughs) And, you know, the green one for your wall? Let's just get all yeah. of them. I'm getting ready to release some fall colors too. Ooh. Okay. Now what are three Instagram accounts that you love to follow and other people should check out? Whether they're influencers or brands, like three of your favorite accounts to give a shout out to. Um, I love LB Originals. She's mm-hmm. amazing. And I love her account and she's just fun. She, She's not as tailored like I feel like it's just her life she's not staging these photos like it is just her colorful china collecting wonderful life and I love that Mm -hmm. about her um and then I love my girl Mary Catherine the she inspired me to be better at flat lays so Mary Catherine studios is her um account and then um obviously Patricia you're <laughs> honestly, if I don't see Marty anytime soon, I'm going to send a search party. Like where have you been in any photos? Oh my gosh. I do need to. Yeah. I've been posting miles recently on my I stories. Know. Marty I'm for my go. OG dog. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, okay. Now what's next for you? We talked a little bit about, you said you were going to release some fall colors, mm-hmm. like anything, you know, coming out soon or sneak peeks well, that you can share? So- I've been thinking about where Style and Burnett's going to go next. We're mm-hmm. always going to do sneakers, but how can I get people to know Style and Burnett sneakers or expose them to a new market? And so the big step, level two of Style and Burnett is small collections with other bloggers, influencers, and brands. So Ooh. exclusive collections um, is going to be the next step. So kind of like Style and Burnette X you know, the person or the brand. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that is such a fun way to get people who not necessarily design sneakers on their own, you know, but they have, a, but they have images or they have artwork or they have an idea. And then, you know, we do a little capsule collection. So that's the next step for a style and brunette. So stay tuned 2022 and uh, 2021, because this is happening. Yeah. Well, and ours is out now too. So we have our preppy podcast. Um, when we're recording this is this is before they're live, but now when you guys are listening, it should be live. Um, which I am so excited about with the green bamboo pattern and then the preppy podcast uh icons in pink. They are both so so cute. I know. (laughs) So girls, let's talk about sizing. If you've never worn a Skyline Burnett sneaker, I recommend the slip-on in the size that you normally get in your flats because the slip-on is wide friendly for easy slip-on access. And then when you, and they come in sizes five to 12 with half sizes. And then if you're looking at the athletic sneakers, I recommend the size you get in your Nike or New Balance like workout shoes. And that's because most people are going to wear a different sock or maybe not wear a sock at all with the slip-on and a thicker sock with the athletic one. So um, if y'all are listening and you are dying to get your hands on a pair of Creppy Podcast sneakers, that is my sizing recommendations to y'all. <laughs> yes. Excellent advice. All right. So my final question now is where can people find you? Let everyone know your website address, your handle, all of that so they can follow along and shop. Well, I'd love to meet all of you all in the Instagram world or in real life. And so you can find me at 
at Stylin Brunette, S-T-Y-L-I-N-B-R-U-N-E-T-T-E, or www.stylinbrunette.com. So I'm always an email or a DM away, and I would love to um, to chat and, you know, be friends virtually and just let's hang out on the Instagram together. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much. This has been so fun. I love like learning more about you and your journey and how your brand came to be. So thank you. You are so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for you and the future of Preppy Podcast and all of these products. So I am so happy to be a part of this. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 